Good morning and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. Haha, good morrow, and my name is John. And together we're Henry and John, coming back at you at supersonic speeds. Oh, hark, verily, what is this supersonic speed? What is speed? I am but a harmful, harmful... I'm but a harmful pig merchant. You're a harmful pig merchant. You're gonna you're gonna do harm to me. Yes. Why? What did I do? I need your doubloons. I, I need your rupees. That sounds like you're a thief, not a pig farmer. Oh, you misunderstand. In my home country of here, in the, the year 1423, uh, every uh, pig pig farmer is a colloquialism meaning snatch thief. Wait, your country of 1483? 1420? What is 14... What are numbers? You said numbers first, not me. What? I don't know what you're... Give me your money. I don't have any money. Mmm. For money hasn't been invented yet in the year 142083. What are you talking... What is money? You said money just now. Uh, what what is this what is this coins and rupees you speak of? I didn't speak of coins, nor did I speak of rupees. I am but a mere humble dirt cooker. Wait, <laughs> why do you cook the dirt? Oh, you do, in my in my country of of some series of syllables we a dirt cooker is a well-known slang for harmful pig merchant which is in turn a an idiom for snatch thief what is this idiom you speak of go idiom yourself man you you haven't even asked my name you said your name is john well, in my land of 1420, John is a very common colloquialism meaning Henry. Henry? Henry. Who? What? Henry is not a name. What are these names you speak I of? Don't. I am but a. I am but a simple golden man. What's a golden man? A golden man is a man who is made of gold. What the hell? It is also a well-known uh, urban term for snatch thief. Uh, because he's got so much gold because he steals it from everyone. Yes. All right. Well, I'm super glad you could educate me on your profession in this time period of a country. What is this country you speak What is a country? John. Yes, Henry? What are we doing? Oh, I was just uh, testing my new Renaissance Fair character on you. Oh, have you ever been to a Renaissance Fair? Oh, many times. And I'm not fucking around when I say that. Okay, uh, do they actually have, like, criminals and thieves that go around and try to steal people's stuff? Uh, I mean, I guess there could be two layers of thievery, like actual thieves and then people who play thieves. Well, you know, I'm talking about people who play thieves. Well, generally, uh, there's like a, an overstory that's going on at the Ren Fair for people who are hired to work there, and then people can choose to be characters depending on how much of nerds they are. So if like an overarching narrative called for there to be a thief 
in the works. There potentially could be somebody going around and being thievy. Yes, you can you can act like a thief as long as you don't actually steal anything. Well, no, but it's part of the story. Yes, uh, the one that I went to, uh, the the overarching narrative had someone like stealing coins from a princess or or something. But you could break into people's cars. Uh, yes, as long as you don't actually steal anything. <laughs> the uh, the snatch thief's motto, of course, uh, take only memories, leave only snatch prints. And so you break into somebody's car and some merchandise or valuables happen to fall out of the car and therefore they're no longer in the car. Therefore, it's no longer stealing and you can take those? Well, then you're technically stealing from the king because it's the king's land. Alright, so it happens to fall just into your hands. It doesn't even hit the ground. Well, you're at that point you're stealing from the king because those are the king's hands and you are the king. Oh, I'm the king? Well, then I can just take it. It's it's the thief king. The thief king. The king of thieves, if you will. No. The king of thieves is a different person. Oh, okay. Um, man, I had something about... Okay, yeah, here it is. So, what is the purpose of a Renaissance festival? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what they were at first, but now they seem to be uh, a congregation where three... No... Four kinds of people go to have a good time. Who are these four times of people? Uh, the first and the, the most prevalent would be the uh, the carnival family. The same family that would go to like a state fair or something. Okay, the, you know, your, your general nuclear family. They go there because it's a thing to do and you can only work at the John Deere plant for so long. Exactly. And then the second kind of person is similar to the first, but they usually like to dress up. They don't have a character, but they they just kind of have fun. They, you know, use the excuse to buy some things, dress up, feel like it's a big event. All right, so the uh, the the person with a, a, a big closet. Yeah, the person with a big closet or or a lot of money. Usually, I'm in this camp. I like to go and dress up, but not actually be a character. Oh, okay, because come on, that's crazy. Uh, but generally, they're not going to be families because you know, well, fa- they're not very popular. Yeah, well, and families and a lot of money don't go hand in hand. No, children are very expensive. Super expensive, like a quarter of a million dollars per child per year. I think that's per adolescence yeah something like that or like twenty thousand dollars a year something like that and uh then of course the third group is people who dress up have characters sometimes they work there sometimes they don't usually they have a pretty extensive theater or improv or music backgrounds really anyone who is kind of a creative outcast in high school okay so your theater crowd is going to be part of the narrative and they're probably working there um, if they're, especially if they have a character, so, something like that. Yeah, some people have characters that they've been, like, bringing to Ren Fairs for decades. Kind of like D&D characters. Yeah, they're like D&D characters where you get to play once for 16 hours per year. Alright, so, like, normal D&D. <laughs> Pretty much. And the fourth group? Uh, the fourth estate is Freaks. <laughs> what do you mean by Freaks. People who go to renaissance fairs to get freaky with other people in, like, a swingery manner. Wait, really? That's a thing? These people are 100% real. 
and they specifically target renaissance fairs to get their freak on yeah specifically they dress up they have characters that this is much like uh if you were to think of this in terms of pokemon all right i'll 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 bite the families are a squirtle the families are one squirtle the people who dress up they're a wartortle all right so they're the next step up and the people of characters, they're a Blastoise. And they're the full-fledged form of the thing. And then the people who get freaky, they are, of course, Mega Blastoise. Mega Blastoise? What? Don't they have Mega Evolutions? They do. So they're a temporary, in-battle-only evolution that receives a boost of stats and a new ability? No, it's just an evolution. Oh, okay. And the last one's weird. Gotcha, and the last one's weird. All right. Yeah, it's uh, every everyone builds upon the previous one, and the people who are freaky, uh, it's it's their thing. They much like the previous ones have characters that they've been bringing to these Renaissance fairs for years. They just have a a flagrant sexual element to what they bring to the table. What an odd thing! Who who would think that there were people that would like become predators? I don't know how to put this, but like they would they would predate they would. Ha- What's the verb form of predator? Predatate. They would predatate on Renaissance festival goers. Well, generally speaking, that's I, I don't think that's how it goes usually. I think it's mostly like people who go to Ren fairs to be freaky. They know each other. Okay. It's like the swinger community. Not a lot of people are entering that market. So they just happen to know each other and they're like, Hey, you know what I'm into and we're here, so connect the dots which is crazy because i mean generally speaking they're not gonna do it at the ren fair so they just like go back to hotels and they're like oh man you were totally on it with that lega lamb thing i don't i've never been to a renaissance fair in my mind though they have to like keep the characters so like they're they're going to their tryst in a hotel and they're like what is this iron carriage (laughs) What is this do not disturb sign? What is this box of Franzia? <laughs> Wait, what's Franzia? Is that like a box wine? Exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like Kool-Aid wine. <laughs> Where did you get this sliced and preserved cheese? What a, what a, what, what wizardry is this? Skinamax. Oh, God. And then it gets down to it and he's in... You know, she's like, uh, do you have a condom? And he's like, what is this condom? And then it, like, smash cuts, zooms in our face. It's like, wah, wah. <laughs> yep, that's the Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, yeah. No, that's pretty dumb. I like it. But no, those people totally exist. Usually they are the people with, uh, not to not to generalize, but they are the people with uh, piercings and soul patches. <laughs> That's an odd combination. Wait, can you have a soul patch for a Renaissance festival? Yeah, sure, you can have anything. But they didn't have soul back then. They did not have souls at all. No, the concept of soul, you know? That that wasn't the swing in 70s back then. Yeah, but I'm sure you could, like, play some seventh chords on a lute. Well, probably, because a lute has seven chords. No, you're right. (laughs) And that's it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, those are pretty much the people who, you know what, ask me more questions about Renaissance fairs, cause I know, uh, a, a fair amount. Aren't they a-historical? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, a lot of the groups, uh, embrace anachronism. Really? Wait, how do you embrace anachronism? You, uh, well, one of the... There's, like, a sword-fighting organization that's called, like, the Society for Creative Anachronism. Wait, Soka? Maybe. (laughs) Society, I don't know. Like, creative anachronism? So what, they bring in, like, modern-day sword-fighting techniques to old weapons? They just, uh, generally, from what I understand, they they do pretty traditional, like, sword-fighting stuff, but they do it in, like, a cinematic professional wrestling kind of way. Oh, that's kind of neat. That seems worth checking out. No, the uh, the few the the few run fairs I've been to, they have like a joust. Yeah, and the joust always turns into like a a full blown almost wrestling match with people in full plate being like slammed into the ground and like hit in the back with shields. It's fun to watch. That sounds. In- are there are there like dramatic like turns? Is it like like you know? Is it like full blown wrestling where there's a there's a heel and a and a face? Well, let me describe it to you this way. The last joust I went to, there was a a Black Knight character, and there was, I think, a Green Knight. I forget their names. But the Black Knight was very much the the heel, and he was uh, played by this dude who was, like, seven feet tall. Nice. It was all very dramatic. And then the Green Knight, who everybody likes, like, it got up to their jousting thing, and the Green Knight lost. And it was this this whole thing no the green knight won (gasps) and then as he was celebrating you saw the black knight like get to his feet and like run up and break a lance over the back of his head (laughs) this like huge fight in the mud it was professional wrestling so like a lance is the equivalent of a folding chair yeah pretty much that's awesome yeah they have like breakaway lances and these people travel around the country they're they're real yeah but they embrace the ahistoricalness so this is they would freely admit that this is like a romanticizing of this time period not a historical recreation i mean that's really what renaissance fairs are top to bottom is just people having fun and being like we understand that this is uh, not at all representative of any time period but we're all kind of existing within this shared delusion together yeah because like you know in reality most of them would be in rags and poor and not in the nice colorful dresses that and and garments because th- that those were only for the elite and statistically, not everyone can be elite. Uh, so, to, so to give you an idea of how ahistorical and kind of fun Ren fairs can be, yeah, I uh, I went to a whiskey tasting at one. Wait, so like old timey whiskey? No, modern whiskey. Oh, they they pretty much abandoned the thing. They still spoke in like old timey English, but they would uh, they would tell you because they had like a whiskey connoisseur there who would like tell you what to drink and how to drink it. Cool. And at the end, uh, there was a... Apparently this was planned after the whiskey tasting. Two people, one of which was the, the... The sheriff character? Yeah. And then the other one was like a princess character. They were like acting as if they were drunk and they like jumped up on the table. And then they just started doing actual recognized improv games. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, they started playing... Uh, men slash women with the audience and invited people to join and it was great but yeah that sounds cool 
Yeah, Ren Fairs are alright. I mean, I, I'm i not gonna, like, say that I'm not the nerdiest dude in the world, but there's something to be enjoyed there. Yeah, no, you're not the nerdiest dude in the world. The nerdiest ones go on Time Traveler Weekend. <laughs> you know about that, right? Oh, yeah, I made the mistake of going to one of them on Time Traveler Weekend. I'm like, I don't care. But I'm the doctor, but not from the limited run, the limited extended run, when he wore a fez i'm uh i'm a klingon i'm not a regular klingon i'm a wolf klingon a wolf klingon i'm a half klingon half wolf that doesn't sound like a thing but i don't know enough to refute it hi have a leg of lamb my character's name is Woolorf. oh my gosh Woolorf. that's actually pretty funny yeah no uh you should go to a rent fair or not? I mean, sure. Why not? Let's let's do. I do. Can I go in normal clothes? Yeah, I mean they're generally pretty cheap. You can dress however you want. I, I you can I can go can eat some delicious food. I can go in blue jeans. Yeah, absolutely. I can go in khakis. The great majority of people will be dressed that way. But it's supposed to be old timey. I'm supposed to wear a cowboy hat. Exactly, but you don't have to. Oh, okay. And uh, just uh, the the last rent fair I was at, one of the most uh, popular stalls was selling cheesecakes dipped in chocolate. That sounds good. Were they homemade? On a stick. On a stick. Were they deep fried? <laughs> no, they were not deep fried. They were frozen. Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. They were like frozen cheesecakes that were like dipped into ch- like a chocolate shell, and yeah. All right. Wait, wait but this was before. An actual cheesecake? Well, I mean, it was a cheesecake slice, but yeah. Okay. Interesting. Now, uh, most important thing, I always do this, and and you shouldn't if you go to a rent fair. Ride a horse right into the middle of the fair. Well, there are two things I've done that you shouldn't do. Ride two horses right into the middle of the fair. Uh, people would probably like it if that happened. Yeah, but you're, like, trampling over carts. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Okay. But uh, the two things you shouldn't do are number one, if you're the kind of person who likes to dress up, don't buy don't buy the things when you're there. They're so expensive. Oh yeah, that, that's that's true of like any sort of event. Is like don't don't go to the convention and try to buy things. That's not what it's for. And I uh, I bought a pair of pants when I was there because I couldn't find any any good pants. I didn't have time to make any. Yeah, because I don't know how to make pants. I mean, few people do. And uh, I I bought these pants for like seventy dollars. I don't know seventy dollars for pants. That's exaggerating. They weren't that much. It's actually kind of normal for like a department store. Well, they were they were these these pants that you like cinched up in the back, then wrapped around the front, and then wrapped around your waist. So they were like two half pants that met at the crotch. That's interesting. And uh, they were very comfortable. I still have them. I still do chores in them. (laughs) Do you talk fancy every time you wear them? Issue being, it was a very windy day at uh, the the Renaissance Festival I was at. Yeah. So the second thing you shouldn't do is on a windy day when you're wearing pants that technically don't have sides is uh, you should not walk past the uh, roving band of minstrels as wind blows by and, like, exposes your complete bare legs to everyone around you, and then they sing about it. Oh my gosh. Wait, they... What did they sing? Uh, I'm, I'm trying 
to re- they they made like a wolf whistle sound. Oh my gosh! And then I think they just kept chanting, "Look at his legs! Look at his legs!" <laughs> Those aren't very good minstrels. They were playing music at the time. Well, yeah, but like you would think they would actually do something other than chant. Oh, they were saying, look at the fancy man's legs <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> look at the fancy man's legs. It was to a beat. It was like, look at the fancy man's legs over and over again. Oh, man, that's that's great. Did you clap along? I was very embarrassed. You didn't clap along? I immediately left. You gotta tip them. They sang about you. Yeah, then they, uh... It was funny because we were, uh... We were leaving, and I was staying kind of late because a, a friend of mine was doing a thing there, and the minstrels were just playing requests. Yeah, and everyone was just so it was like free bird, and they played like a little tiny free bird. Nice. So I was just being a jackass. I was like, uh, Metallica's Enter Sandman, and the guy with the flute was like, and it, they started playing Enter Sandman by Metallica. That's probably the coolest thing you've talked about yet yeah it's it's pretty all right you know because they probably you know all the time they probably get like you know stupid requests but you should you if you you know they're coming it's like prepare you know and then it'll be a little bit more impressive yeah they clearly knew what they were getting into that's awesome i want to be a minstrel but i don't have musical talent nor do i have instruments it's a skill you can learn, having an instrument. <laughs> having an instrument is a skill. You have the instrument of your voice. Listen. Oh! You sound like Spongebob. Whoa! But like the guy in the background of Spongebob who's singing all the time. You know, I've never watched a single episode of Spongebob Squarepants. Well, in my version, there's a guy who's not, he's not drawn or animated. He's actually just behind the scenes. And he's, oh, si- nice. he's singing the entire time. I uh, I like that guy. What's his name? Uh, Tiny Tim. Oh, I've heard about him. Yeah. I read his, uh, what do they call scary things on the internet? Creepypasta? I read his creepypasta. Oh my gosh. Yeah? What, there's a... what is a creepypasta, though? Uh, it's a copy-paste. Oh, like a creepy-paste? Yeah. I, I mean, on the uh, the form where that originated long strings of text that are copied and pasted a lot became known as copy pasta or just simplified to pasta and mm-hmm. it became a popular thing to start copying and pasting like ghost stories and horror stories and stuff like that and like urban legends like slenderman originally was a creepy pasta and uh, mm-hmm. because you know it was copy pasta but it was creepy they started calling it creepy pasta Okay, so that's where that comes from. Yeah. You know, I had some pasta before this. It was not very creepy. Oh, it was uh, fettuccine. Fettuccine. It's like the friendliest of pastas. You know, some people, they're all about angel hair, but I say no. You you draw a line at angel hair? <laughs> oh, I will consume angel hair. I love pasta. I mean, the thing about pasta, to me, is I don't think there's, like, there's not one I wouldn't eat. It's all a pleasure to eat. Yeah, I, I recently had a... Oh, I forgot what it was called, but the description of of the pasta was like a torch-shaped pasta. 
And I was like, that's novel. And it arrived. And I'm like, I don't see the torches, but it's delicious. Oh, you mean Torchellini. Uh, I... That's probably too on the nose. Mm. It was it was duck confit with something. Oh, duck confit, which stands of course for duck with feet. Exactly, and uh, and I added golf shrimp to it, which were delicious. It was so good. I um, I was thinking about trying to make my own pasta, but man, fuck that. Apparently, the the process is very uh, complicated. Not complicated. Time consuming. Yeah, it's it's very time-consuming if you don't have a pasta maker, because I made, like, a really simple dough. I rolled it out. I was, like, cutting it into strips, and they just wouldn't... Co- it wasn't worth it. I'll just eat some dry pasta. Yeah, I mean, like, if you got to the point of, like, getting your own dough and kind of rolling it out, you might as well just make dumplings and call it a day. <laughs> I mean, dumplings are delicious, too. They're basically just big, puffy pasta puffs. Imagine a dumpling full of pasta um i don't really like bread on bread that much but it sounds good you don't like bread on bread i think bread on bread has its place but like if if you're gonna make a big fluffy dumpling it's got to be full of something something different you know you ever had a uh you ever had a wheat bread sandwich so like it what's a wheat bread sandwich is it just a, a sandwich made of wheat bread it's uh, two slices of white bread with a slice of wheat bread between them. No, I've never had that. Why would you do that? Because. Because why? Because carbohydrates. That's... What's the point? You're just eating bread. Yeah, it's delicious. No, I, I need something. I need a difference in there. Okay, imagine, imagine a dumpling, and it's full of shrimp-shaped bread. <laughs> Uh, full disclosure, John, I've never had a dumpling. Wait, what? I've never had a dumpling. You gotta make a dumpling and report back to the podcast. I don't know how to make it. I refuse to learn new things when it comes to food. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you should Google it, and then update us with your dumpling adventure on next podcast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna learn how to do a thing in a week. It takes me months months to learn how to make a dumpling i don't know what's involved i don't even know how to make Dear Henry, i don't know how to make dough do you do i need eggs i don't have any eggs you take some flour i do i have to buy flour and then you take some moisture I, where do i get moisture and then you mix it together until it looks like a dough what that doesn't even sound like a thing and then you make one dumple what's it and then du- you and then you cut it into four dumplings uh i'll get jamie to make some Whoa. What? Heteronormativity. No, she knows how to cook. You could learn how to cook. I could, but I don't have time, John. I have to do this stupid podcast. Uh, whoops. Henry. John. By the time we record the next podcast. I'm not... I want you to have learned how to cook one thing. Doesn't matter what uh, it is. Uh, I hate homework. You just have to learn how to cook one thing. Can I just... And then tell me how it turned out. Can I just cook the one thing I know how to make? Henry? I know how to make things. I can cook. I just refuse to because it's hard. Henry, what do you know how to make? I know how to make macaroni and cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. Only. And you'll hate this. I add sausage to it. So sausage, macaroni, and cheese. Yes. All right. 
So now you can't tell me that you learned how to cook macaroni and cheese next week because I know that you already know how to make it. Well, I'm I'm not going to cook anything anyway, so when you ask me that question next week, I'll just be like, Ha-ha. Oh, John, do I have a story for you? And it's going to involve, if, like, the mob. It's going to be great. Henry, if you don't learn how to cook something by next week... What happens, John? What can you possibly threaten me with? No podcast. I'll just... Would you do that to our listeners? I'll just do one by myself. Well then that'll be a fine podcast. And it's going to be me walking through a uh, a recipe as I do it to get, to, to win back my, my good friend John. And then uh, then I'll come back. There you go. All right, so we've got the next five weeks of content planned out. See, the most important thing is that you tell the audience what your content is going to be. John, we never follow up on that stuff. We never... Hey, ball's in your court, Henry. Uh, no. How about the time two weeks ago when we said we would investigate the Japan connection and we never did? Uh, the connection with Japan? As in, why are we so popular in Japan? Yeah, I actually tried that for about five minutes, and it's really hard to find out anything that isn't happening in America. Yes. I, I mean, if we knew somebody in Japan, we could ask them, hey, why are people listening to our podcast? But we don't, so... And even what are, wait, what? what are the Japan numbers looking like right now? I could check that if you want me to. Do it. Do it live. I mean, everything I do is live. Not if it's in the past. Uh, no. I was alive when I did it, therefore it's still live. I'm doing some hard-hitting journalism in that I am looking up Zero Credits Japan. <laughs> Good luck. Let's look at our statistics. Um, ba, 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 dee, ba, ba, geography, the world. Japan is currently at 687 total downloads. Nice. Yep, North America is at 888. Oh god, soon. We're popular. Yeah, we're popular in Japan. Yeah? We're big in Japan. Uh, we also have 216 downloads in Germany. Hey, people love us in Germany. And 450. 400. <laughs> 45 downloads in Vietnam. Oh, man. Third. Uh, I have 45 family members in Vietnam. That would explain that one. <laughs> I haven't told them about the podcast, but I guess they Googled it. I mean, they can probably just, you know, type in John and it comes up, right? <laughs> I'm the only John on the Vietnamese internet. Exactly. We all know this. I, I don't understand these numbers. Should we even trust our numbers? Yeah, the only thing you can trust in life is numbers. Yeah, but where do they come from? Uh, they come from data. Yeah, but where's the data come from? Oh, it comes from algorithms. Uh, yeah, but where do the algorithms come from? Programs. Yeah, but where do the programs come from? Code. Yeah, but where does the code... Okay, that's enough of that. Um, what, what, so wait, are you, what are your findings on Zero Credits Japan? I just found a lot of things about uh, F-Zero and Zero Wing. Those sound like video games. They are video games, I believe. I, I know F-Zero is Nintendo's high-speed futuristic racer. What is Zero Wing? I think Zero Wing is a uh, is a badly translated arcade game from which spawned that uh, all your base are belong to us thing. Oh, that's Zero Wing? That shows... I've... That's famous. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're famous. That's why we're fa- Look at us. We're so famous. But you might say that all your fan base 
are belong to us. But like, if if in reality, if there really are these many people listening to us, where are they? Like, they don't interact with us at all. I mean, do they understand us? Are they trying to learn English by listening to us? What if there's like some list out there that's like, you know, these are five podcasts to boost your learning of English. You should try zero credits because they never say words that are more than three syllables. Oh my gosh. I mean, that would be great, but like, wouldn't we be able to find that list or is it like a physical list somewhere? (laughs) I mean, it would be tough to find the list considering that I'm assuming it would all be in Japanese. Yeah, but what's Japanese for zero credits? Oh, uh... That's racist, and I'm editing that out. (laughs) You know, it's like I'm looking at my Twitter. My Twitter. I'm looking at our Twitter, and it's not like we, we don't have engaging stuff, like... Look at this thing from May 18th that I don't remember posting, so I probably didn't do it. Oh, what is it? Using AF in your promotional material is a surefire way to let your audience know you're out of touch AF. Oh, I did that. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I uh, I was looking at promotional material for the show Preacher. Oh, is that the show about the preacher? I believe so. Ah, and, uh, yeah, no, they, uh, they describe the show in their own promotional material, not quoting anyone, as, a uh, dramatic AF. Wow, that's, that's probably not what you want for your very serious show. Yeah, just, you know, shut up. <laughs> if you, if you feel the need to write those words down when you're the employee of a company, you could just shut up. Yeah, there, there's a phenomenon... That stems from a uh, a commercial with Steve Buscemi in it called, you know, Hello Fellow Kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a subreddit about it, about, like, really big misfires, like, using emojis on things that probably don't need to uh, have emojis in them. Um, here's an example. So... The hashtag why I stayed was going around Twitter and it was being used by victims of domestic abuse telling their story. Mm. Um, So here's an example of one of those. I stayed because I was manipulated and deceived, battered physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. My strength was gone. Hashtag why I stayed. DiGiorno Pizza... Joined in with hashtag why I stayed, you had pizza. No. Yep. That's horrible. They then they then issued a million apologies, did not read what the hashtag was about before posting. Yeah, I guess that's the danger, because if you're just some overworked intern who's trying to, like, turn a social media dollar... Yeah. ...and you just see a hashtag out there, you're like, oh, that's funny, I can make a joke out of that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing about Twitter, is, like, you see these trends and that are on the left side of the screen, and you're like, well, it's telling me 7,774 people are tweeting about hashtag deep thoughts from Mike Pence... I'm going to join in on that because people are probably checking out that hashtag and I want 
to raise my visibility. But then, like, when something serious is actually trending, you, you, you got to look into it before you, before you tweet about it. Yeah, you always got to do your research because uh, the, the thing about comedy or effective branding is you always got to research and be inclusive because that's always the right thing to do. Yep. I mean, you just need to know the facts before, you know, you make an, a, a movie called The Emoji Movie. Where, where Patrick Stewart plays a poop emoji. I mean, same thing applies to pretty much everything. It's always better to think and do your research before you say something. Yeah. Which is the antithesis of what this podcast is about. Well, yeah, but we're supposed to serve as examples to get people to do that. So, uh, are you up for a little game, Henry? Oh, I'm always up for a game. Are, are you up for a little, uh, segue? <laughs> I am up for a segue. It's a very prestigious award. All right. Given out to the best segues of 2017, and I think that I am, uh, I think that I'm a shoo-in. Uh, what makes you say that? Oh, anyway, <laughs> I think that we should talk about this. What should we talk about? So, uh, we should have a little random Wikipedia article quiz. Ooh, I like random Wikipedia article quizzes. Since, uh... Oh, fuck. I mean, we all know how this works, John. This is the time-honored segment where you go onto Wikipedia, pull up a random page, and ask me questions about it. Yeah, I, uh, we just have to see how much we know. Exactly. And, as always, this is completely blind. Excuse me. Uh, none of this was researched beforehand. I just happened to get everything right every time. 100%. So, uh, I went ahead and went on the random article. All right. Good, good. And, uh, and we can, uh, we can now talk about where, where you give me the answers to my questions. <laughs> yes. Uh, should, do you want a drum roll to reveal the topic? Uh, yes. Drum roll, 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 drum roll, 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 This is the drum roll, yeah. And you are speaking on Michael Mohonen. Mahonen. Michael Mahonen. Yep. Michael Mahonen. All right. Uh, you would bring this guy back up. Man, just when you think you've had enough of Mahonen, there's ma more to go around. Oh, you're you're so right. Uh, now, uh, what kind of person is a uh, Michael Mahone, and what kind of occupation does he have? Uh, he's got one of those sports jobs, in that he is an athlete. You're right, an athlete of the screen, because he is an actor. Like I Once said, again, you are correct. He's a regular screen jockey. That's what we call them, because it takes a lot of physical prowess to be an actor. Just look at Tom Cruise. So, uh, what are what are some of the movies that uh, that Michael Mahonen's been in? I mean, off the top of my head, he was probably like the dad from the original Parent Trap. Uh, you mean? Now, see, I can understand where you'd be uh, confused because the Parent Trap came out somewhere around 1991. Yeah, yeah. And in in 1991, he was in an episode of Rin Tin Tin Canine Cop. That's right. I, I get, you know, twins, a dog, cop. These... And, uh, of course, uh, tying it all together, the name of the episode was Abused Child. You know, it all connects. It's all what 
<laughs> yep. Uh, okay, but okay. So you know, now that I know the year ninety one, obviously he was probably the Papa Dinosaur in Land Before Time three. Oh, he was. In fact, uh, you are correct. He did play Chandler in the television show Secret Service. Uh, and what year was that? 1992. All right. Uh, Secret Service, yeah. Everyone remembers Chandler from Secret Service. He's a, he's an amazing character who was in the episode Social Insecurity. Wait, are these all one-offs? Uh, it seems as though maybe they are. Oh. Oh, so he's a... Okay, he's a character actor. He's a, he's a famed character actor, Michael Mahoney. Yeah, I mean, of course, I knew that. Uh, he's just like a Margot Martindale. If you don't know her, look her up. All right, so... And of course, uh, of course, the, the film that he was in, in uh, I mean, the thing that he was in in 2000 was, as everyone knows... Wow, he made it to 2000. Well, now that I know he's a character actor, he was probably in the short-lived Netflix series, The Characters... You're right, he was in Canada, A People's History. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, playing John Jewett. Canada? Uh, his- Canada, A People's History. Is he a Canadian actor? Let me check, yes. <laughs> that explains... I was getting him confused with Michael Morhan, you know, the, uh, the American actor that everybody knows. Oh, you mean... Uh, George Clooney. Oh, you're right. He also wrote Sandstorm. The Darude song? Uh, no, it's about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China. Okay. I don't know. John, I'm gonna admit, I don't know this guy. Uh, you know, that's crazy, because everyone knows Michael... Wait, Mahonan. That's his last name. Mahonan? He didn't even give me the right name. What was I telling you? Uh, Mahan? Maybe. We'll have to uh, check it in post. I I fully expect that uh, I will be delivered a similar such quiz. Oh, yes, of course. Let me just... uh, I I have to calibrate the uh, internet ions um, to pull up Wikipedia. You do live in the city with the world's fastest internet. Is that true? Mm Mm-hmm. I do, but I don't have access to it. Oh, you just have to reach deep into the ground and pull the fiber optic cables out. They're all in the south, and I live in the north. Where's the oh, random shit? Where's the random button? Uh, uh, just Google Wikipedia random article. Wait, I thought there was a button you could push that... There used to be, but I did something different. Okay, Wikipedia. Random. That is an S. Everyone's listening to me type. Wikipedia random article. Wait, what? Now what? Oh, you got a random article? No. Click on the part that says random colon article. Oh, col- random colon article? Why am I blind? Um, it's not working. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, I got, oh, special random? Sure. Alright, let me find one with meat. Not the not, yeah, not the thing I said. Wait, what did you say? I said random something article. I don't know. All right. Well, how would you feel like doing a quiz on drumroll? 
Baja 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 Alright, so fire away with the questions. Uh, alright. Let's start out with... Who is C.K. Gandharajan? Oh, uh, C.K. Gandharajan is a renowned chemist and football player. Mmm, yes, you are correct. He is a doctor in the Indian police service. Oh, are... Oh, so he's an Indian police officer doctor? And also a chemist and football star, whatever you said. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Yes. So uh I'm I'm gonna take a stab at some of his history. Alright. Uh he was of course educated at Harvard. Uh yes, the University of Madras. That's the it's called the Harvard of Madras. Yeah, the Harvard of Madras. It actually says that right here. And uh, I'm going to assume that he had a doctorate in police chemistry. He's, yes, he, he, close, actually. A, a doctorate in chemistry. Uh, you, you, you're focusing on the wrong part. A doctorate in criminal justice. Basic criminology, yeah. Criminology, okay. See, police chemistry is just criminology. Yeah, I, I know that's true in the States. I, I don't know if it's true in uh, the place where he lives. Is the place where he lives India? Ding, ding, ding. All right, so I can go from there. All right. Uh, now, uh, now I believe... I believe it's C.K. What's his name again? C.K. Gantarajan. So C.K. Gantarajan is a 53-year-old man. Oh, and you're going to make me do math? Actually, his date of birth is not listed... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, uh, just trust me. Alright, yeah. Alright, oh, okay, John. Mm. He wrote two books. You know this. Oh, he wrote two books? Of course, of course. What are the titles of these two books? Moby Dick. And? Oh, uh, 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 ex- uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Yes. You're correct. He did write Organized Crime and Inside Prisons. See, the we're, we're just talking about what their traditional Canadian names are. Of course. You know, yes. In, uh, in America, I think that Jonathan Safran Foer hack got to uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close before, the, uh, before the, the patent on his book was exercised. Gotcha. You know... That patent law is very, very tricky and uh, kind of annoying. Now, uh, what is the highest rank that our our young C.K. Gandhirajan held in the Indian police service? King. King? <laughs> yes, king of the police. Um, I, you know, I'm not quite sure what the... Uh, the Hindi word for king is, but it just might be additional director general of police. No, that's that's accurate. Yeah. I don't know how much time you've spent in the region. Uh, almost none. Well, the same, but I have read many books. You've read many books, and I've looked at many covers. Now, 
I have one last question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, what is the name of the conference that he presented a, a paper on the empirical study of or- organized crime? Oh, the conference? Yeah, the the name of the conference. Oh, it is the, uh, the Conference K. Gantarajan. So it was named after himself. Yes, the conference was, was named after himself. You think the C and CK stands for conference? No, the C and CK stands for chiefly. Chiefly? Chiefly? Yeah, it stands for chiefly. Ask me what the K stands for. What does the K stand for? King. Chiefly King. Actually, CK is a phonetic spelling of his Polish last name. Oh, see... I didn't. I didn't realize we were bringing Polish into it. I'm kidding. I think that's Louis C.K. Anyway, uh, the, you're right about the name. It's actually called the 26 All India Criminology Conference, held at University of Madras in December 2002. Yeah, C. Yeah, C. I understand. It, uh, it's the C stands for that. Whatever you just said. <laughs> Man, this was a real interesting one because this is. I think this is the first time we both get people. You're right. Also, that was the first time I ever did this. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, we've done this before. I don't think we've ever done a quiz format, because usually we can both see the screen. Oh, we did one for the discography of the band We Are Scientists, where we just talked about it. That's right, because you pulled it up on your phone, Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't let me see it, so I couldn't know if what you were saying was true or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... Oh, yes. That that was a fun time to be had, for sure. I think we both did exceptionally well. Yeah, passing marks all around. Uh, if Stephen Fry was here, he would be so proud of us. And if C.K. Gontarajan was here, he would put us in the stocks. For lying our asses off. Lying is a crime in Poland. But he's in India. Well, I mean, he was born in India, but... He practices in Poland. He practices law or police? Policing? He practices arresting in Poland. (laughs) Well, that way he's warmed up for when he's back in India. Yeah, once he's good enough at it again. See, the whole off-season is spent in Poland because... Because Polish people are... (laughs) Nope. Nope. I love the Polish people. I just thought it would be funny if I said they were easy to catch, but I think that plays into stereotypes. But it's not a true stereotype. Let's make up some stereotypes, Henry. Polish people are easy to catch. Is that yours? Is that the one you're making up? No, I'm just repeating the one that you said. Yeah, no. Come up with a stereotype. Um, French people are surprisingly not noisy during sex. You know, they're dead silent. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's no one else in the room. And Chinese people... Yeah. Can see lasers. They can see lasers? Even the invisible kind that tell your dogs where to go. Wait, what did... What? Like those laser fences? Oh, those are sound fences. Yeah, they're based on sound or electric shock in the cruel cases. Uh, Chinese people can see sound. You know, I always I always thought that. That's why their language is tonal. Yeah, because they create pictures. With their uh, words. And did you know that if a Chinese person is around when Kenny Chesney's uh, She Thinks My Tractor Sexy is playing, they see a tractor? All right, hold on. Well, I, I didn't know that, and that that's an interesting fact. 
But what is with you and this this song by Kenny Chesney? What are you talking about? This, this is the first time I've ever mentioned it. This is the second podcast in a row. Two weeks in a row, you, you brought up the song. I'll, uh, I'll consult the tape and see if that's true. It's true. You you used it last last week to talk about country singers mm. and how a particular country singer was actually from Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh-huh. Oh, what a serious, serious lie that was. Well, you they this particular person apparently had a song called I'm from Guadalajara, and I, I believed it because I don't listen to music. Oh, uh, no, I think that was a Monkey Japes lie. Oh, that's right. Last week was Monkey Japes. Ah, you got And of course, me. now that Monkey Japes is over, we have to do a clearinghouse and say all of the lies that we said during Monkey Japes. The entire episode was a lie. Everything I said, everything I said was a lie. Uh, the only thing, the only truthful moments in that episode was when we were talking about chronic Lyme disease. Yeah, that was that was sadly true. Sad but true. Much like the new stereotype, Spanish people can't juggle lemons. Oof, man, it, that one hit close to home. Sad but true. They they just they want to, but they you know it's like white man can't jump. They just can't. And the uh, the newest stereotype, uh, hot off the presses. Oh, off the stereotype press. Uh. Polynesian people are great public speakers. You know, I've always heard that because it's Did you know it's, that it's uh, people from Kenya? Yes. Can smell candy from 800 feet away? Wait, so are you trying to say that like if you have candy a Kenyan person is going to walk over and try to take your candy? Is that is that what you're trying to imply? No, they're very respectful. Oh, they they can just they just know you have candy. Mm-hmm. And they don't act on it. All right. All right. You know, there should be more positive stereotypes. <laughs> there really should. Because a lot of stereotypes are based on stupid, like, reductions of a person to a base quality. But most of the times it's negative, like blank won't blank, you know? I mean, I can't really think of a single positive stereotype that doesn't have negative connotations hidden within it. Yeah, I mean, like... The only thing I can really think of, which I don't want to say, because we don't want to talk about, we don't want to give the stereotypes power. No, not at all. So I think how we fix that is we each come up with a positive stereotype to propagate. Yeah, but that's what we've been doing for the past, like, two minutes. It's not a good thing to see sound, Henry. It's a curse. Uh, uh, but you think of all the crimes you could solve? Oh, so now all Chinese people fight crimes. Oh God! See how see how easy it is to spiral out of control. Yeah, language is language is tough. It always becomes what you don't want it to become. Yeah, language is the weapon that we use to hug our friends. Whoa! I wouldn't hug my friends with nuclear arms. I would because it would probably be warm. Oh, and they get superpowers. Yes, and then they can fight crime just like all the other Asians. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay, Henry. Oh, is that not okay to say now? Is that Whoa, it's suddenly now. suddenly my Whoa. dad and Whoa. my mom, they would say it all the time. They would be like, All Asians fight crime and I would shake my head silently, but it was being and drilled in me that now that I repeat it in casual conversation, 
because it's it's just embedded in my language. That's how racism starts. Look, just because you think it's okay doesn't make it okay. Just because people have told you it is doesn't mean it is. But it was the government. No, it was just my parents who were the government of me as a child. They did govern you. Yes. And as a child, you had no rights. It's... Children... Children don't have rights. Nah, they really don't. And what's messed up is teenagers are just adults without rights, basically. Yeah. Alright, so, positive stereotype time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Would it be gauche to choose your own race? (laughs) I'd say that's a bit gauche. That's a... (laughs) Is that a bit of a douche move? Uh, you can you can go into your heritage and choose a people that, that make you up. Yeah, but what's the difference between white and British? Oh, there is none. There's no difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the difference between white and American, you know? Whoa, America is a melting pot? Yeah, what color do you think the pot is? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> This is rapidly... Okay, quick. A positive stereotype. Did you know that Irish people are the greatest friends of dogs? Wait, that's that's mean to everyone else who's not Irish. Okay, shit. Because God, I, wanna, so tough. I would think I am the greatest friend to dogs. And I am not did Irish. You, did you know that people who are from Mexico can play tiddlywinks very well? What's a tiddlywinks, John? It's like a game. What describe the game? Uh, you tittle some winks. What is tit? What no? What is this? I really don't know. I just know it's a game. Then how do you know they're good at it? It's just what my parents told me. <laughs> Your parents never bothered to explain the stereotype. No, they just said it. I never knew what it meant. So now I'm saying it. All right. Well, did you know that Scottish people? Invented space. Oh, now that's impressive. Yeah, you thought Albert Einstein? No. It was the Scots. I thought they just invented golf. They did do that, but that's that's a fact. Actually, mine's a fact too, darn it. Uh, so, you, did you know Scottish people are really good at going to space? <laughs> Cause they uh, did, did, you, did, did you know that people from Poland created yeah. coasts? You said one each. Now you brought oh, two. Sorry. You know, I... that's like what they say. Tall people always bring more than short people. Whoa. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think we should talk I don't think we should have this kind of conversation on the podcast. No, I think we should bring it out. I think there are obvious, you know, qualities that certain people have and tall people just they bring more. And no one ever asks them to bring more. They just do. And I'm I'm saying it. Look, just because you feel comfortable because your short person president won doesn't mean oh that you, oh you oh can, no it's not a, it's not a, right it's not about it's not about that. You say it's not it's about not, that, it's, but you wouldn't have said this six months ago. Oh, what would I? Yeah, I would have. I would have felt safe. You don't know me. Look, it's besides the point. It's besides the point. Hmm. It's taller. Oh, I'm sorry. What's taller? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that was supposed to be like a, a stab at like a slur for tall oh, people. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it just it just ended up being a word that exists already. What? what <laughs> how am I supposed to come up with? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. 
Uh, what what if what you know? What if people saw the world through height? That would that would be horrible. It would be, but, but everyone would love me because tall people would rule the world. No, no, not when. Oh, but that would stop it. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know. You know what's funny about that whole conversation? What's funny about that entire conversation, John? It was totally a bit, but it got almost close enough to actually sounding like racism that I kind of got uncomfortable. Well, yeah, I I was being a little facetiously kind of overt there with, like, the asking about the questions between difference of of white and American and the whole melting pot thing. That that was pretty, uh, that was pretty borderline, actually. Oh, I mean, the I think just the tall person thing was just in and of itself so close to... Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I think that so much of what's unsavory about discriminatory speech isn't that it's... I mean, it is that it's targeted at people and it excludes them, but it's it's a tone thing, it's a hatefulness thing, it's just, it feels evil. Yeah, I mean, so much of the racism... It, it, it's layered with it's not just what is said but also how it's said because like there there are words that i don't feel comfortable using to this day like see it's it's hard to talk about but like i always say jewish person something like that you know the what i consider the entire phrase i don't shorten it just because tone plays so much of a part of it but I don't always have full control over my tone because, you know, in a casual conversation, you're not really monitoring your tone. So it's just the there's the possibility of an inadvertent tone problem that stops me from saying certain words or talking about certain things because I don't want to be misconstrued. I don't want to be misconstrued as a hateful person because I'm not. And I think that's the only thing you can do is just try to be inclusive and try not to sound hateful. Yeah, and if that means being more aware of the words that I use and being mindful to how those words affect people around me, then yes, I will do that. I uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah, I mean we live we live in a society that's so a society that's close reading every exchange these days. They're looking to be offended a good, you know, uh, slice of the population. So it's like, if they're already, like, scrutinizing every little word, every little faux pas, you might as well take the extra effort to be careful about what you say, not in a fearful way, but, like, if there is a possibility of people being offended, and you don't mean to do that, then put forth that extra effort. Yeah, and then you don't want to embolden people who are hateful. Yeah, you don't want to... You don't want other people to, to clamp onto what you say and say, look, this person's saying it. We're all thinking it. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not thinking it. No one's thinking it. Shut up. You know, no, no sentiment that anyone has ever agreed with has ended with, we're all thinking it. You're right. Because if we were all thinking it, people would be saying it. And, uh, man, it's really hard to transition from how we just explained and solved racism <laughs> didn't solve racism uh can we name this episode mind-blowing two podcasters destroy destroy racism in 59 minutes uh we we could uh we could definitely do that i but should we i don't like clickbait no clickbait's garbage <laughs> but we should do it anyway because it's funny 
Uh, I think that's how we live our lives. All right. No you know more. how else we live our lives, Henry? By plugging social media. We first live our lives by discussing the theme of this week's episode. You're right. I almost forgot. This week's theme is a doozy, and John's gonna tell you it. Yep, and uh, if you want to pause right now so you don't ruin the surprise and your $25 Applebee's gift card, there's a standing offer. You can... There is a $25 Applebee's gift card. You know, that that the two-for-twenty meal... If uh, you, if you have if enough you to tip, prove, if you can prove that you came up with a theme before you heard it, then that twenty five dollar ABs gift card is yours. Man, you gotta love the ABs. So uh, this uh, this week's theme is uh, you can pause it right here. I'll I'll just give you some time to pause it. Just however long it takes you. To pause it. This week's theme was categories. Categories was the theme. Everybody knew it and we all saw it coming from a mile away. Because if you think, every segment, we neatly mentioned categories of things. Yes, I am also following this line of logic. In the Renaissance Fair discussion, we talked about categories of Renaissance Fair people. That's right, there were four types. And then in the Wikipedia section, I think we're missing one. In the Wikipedia section, we talked about different kinds of nationalities of people and what they do. And and occupations, different occupations and categories of actors. And then in the final segment, we talked about different races. Oh, God, John. Was this podcast secretly racist? I, uh, maybe. <laughs> well, shit. I feel like any time you talk about race, it's probably racist. Yeah, well, this episode's never getting released. Uh, if you happen to hear this on the deep web, uh, you can deep tweet us at zcpcwhj on twitter.com. That stands for, of course... Wait, hold Henry. on. John, hold on. What? Hold What's on. happening? I gotta get... Hold on. I, I know what it stands for. I know what it stands for, but we... Hold on. Maybe cut this part out. But hold on. Are you holding? Wait. Zombie complex possum carjack whacked hawk jockeys. Wow. That's what it stands for. How did you... How did you, how did you know? Uh, well, a, a listener... You know, first, our our first listener. Yes, our first listener. Sent in a, just a list of words of, of ZCPCWHJ, and uh, you can mix them and match them. We mix them and match them to, to tell you what it means. Oh, we're going to use that every week. Yep, that's why I wanted to pull it up. And if you want to get in contact with us, much like First did, and give us an indispensable uh, tool to make our podcast better, you can do that at zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. Send us things. Yeah, it's pretty easy to type the address. I just did to log into the account. It's even easier to type a message. All it takes is at least one finger. And several words. Also... You can find us on Facebook by searching Zero Credits Podcast on Facebook and looking at all the neat content that I forgot to upload today. And if you want to watch us play video games, we're actually streaming things on Twitch now. Yes, 
Currently, we're streaming Borderlands 2, and we streamed previously, and we're going to again. It's going to be great. Twitch.tv slash zero credits. Listen to us talk while we do stuff. And hit that, hit that follow button to know when we go live. And if you have Twitch Prime, which you have if you have Amazon Prime, they can't give do us that. a subscription. They what? They no? can't do that yet. Can we not do that yet? You, you have to have you have to have follow like a, a a fan base before you get the subscribe button. Oh yeah. How do we get a fan base? <laughs> Good content, GC. Hey, if you're listening to this, become our fan base. Yes, and that way you can get more of the content that you love. With new visual content that you'll never get to see again. And we're probably going to stream in a couple minutes after we end this episode. That's true, although I might want to eat dinner first. Oh, I might go to bar trivia. Who knows? Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Uh, We're never streaming again. Anyway, uh, I guess that's all our stuff. That's all I have, and I had nothing to start. Nice, and we don't even have an Instagram. Bye! Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye, everybody! Bye, everybody! That was... Yeah, I mean, it's zero credits.